0: Hello listeners and welcome to Capture It. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Listen, life is a journey full of moments that provide us with opportunity to capture what it is that helps us grow into the people we truly want to be. Let's talk about these ideal characteristics that inspire and motivate us all. And in time, work to capture it ourselves. Welcome back, listeners, to Capture It, the podcast. Today, we are blessed to have the amazing Lee Brown Holmes on the show with us today. She's an award-winning educator of students with special needs and disabilities. And when we first reached out to have her on the show, she wrote an email saying a little bit about herself, and I figured it would be a great introduction. So let me share that with you now. She starts with the Gandhi quote, be the change you would like to see in the world. She continues. This is a quote that not only resonates deeply with me, but one that has guided my practice and professionalism for as long as I can remember. I have always had a heart for teaching and knew that message of change would unfold through my love of learning, growing, and supporting youth. I have been very fortunate in my life to get paid for work that fills my soul. And I feel very thankful to have the opportunity to work with and support our amazing scholars as they rise into their independence and adulthood. She continues, Today I am not only a teacher, I am an active advocate for social change, especially around supporting growth and how we teach and support scholars of disabilities. Simply put, we all deserve a right to an equal education that meets us where we are. We all deserve an opportunity for employment that doesn't pay below minimum wage and matches our skill set. We all deserve to be treated with respect and dignity regardless of our abilities. My hope for our community is to continue to challenge the stereotypes and boxes put on people with disabilities. Instead, promote inclusion and acceptance for all ability levels. She finishes by saying, be that change, my friends spread acceptance spread love spread awareness and she signs l well listeners as you can see from this reading this is exactly why we want lee brown holmes on the show we're going to talk about empathy we're going to talk about inclusion and you're going to feel a whole lot of love from this lady so sit back grab that cup of coffee enjoy that drive you're on and enjoy this episode of capture it the podcast Hello listeners and welcome back to the show. I am so honored to have one of my favorite people um, sitting uh, in this podcast room with me talking a little bit about some of the things that are near and dear to both of our hearts because uh, we've had many different conversations over the years and I figured we'll, we'll let's just bring one right here onto the Capture It podcast platform. So in, I have with me
1: Miss Lee Brown Holmes. Hello. Hello Joe, thanks for having me today. I feel really honored.
0: Absolutely. Um we're going to we're going to start things off a little bit just uh y- we'll get into the who you are, why you're on the show and and some of those fun things, but I think I want to do a little bit of fast fire with you. I love fast fire, go. Whatever's coming first
1: to your mind. Yeah. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh favorite color. Uh, orange. Orange, yeah, like a burnt orange, or oh, like I a like, red, that. like a really nice reddish burnt orange. Okay, it's not quite Oregon State orange. Go, no, but well, okay. you no, know, not that. But you know, I love that color. What are you currently reading, and/or what was the last book you read? I think that we were reading the book, um, uh, the Dan Brown book. It was, I think, called Origins. It was pretty good. We went on went on a road trip and listened to that audiobook. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, what is your
0: favorite? ice cream flavor peanut butter oh i'm right there with you
1: i love anything peanut butter Mm -hmm. all right dream car i don't really think much about car a running a running car
0: (laughs) anything that gets me from point a to point b (laughs) yeah i love that i love that um all right uh show or movie that you last watched
1: Oh man, we've been kind of into Shit's Creek lately. Oh, uh, and they
0: just won every <laughs> Emmy that you can get for a comedy. Yeah, I don't know if it really was every one, but like it they was. It's away really seven good. Seven or eight of them. Yes, yeah, so it's funny. really good. Um, I found that I need to watch it in like little bits here and there. Yeah, because uh, you can get too Shit's Creek if you if, if you know what I'm saying. Mm,
1: or up Shit's Creek.
0: Two, yeah, uh, <laughs> up Shit's Creek a little too much of it. But um, yeah, we watched it in little spurts. Um, all right, last thing that you yourself captured.
1: You know, I've really been capturing how to um, engage all of my my scholars in this new online format, and so lately I've been doing a lot of diving and a lot of reading uh, about that, watching videos, talking to my colleagues, and just being a sponge in in how we can really create equity and um, through this new kind of Wonka. Doodle system of learning that I'm not used to. I'm such right. a relationship-based, you know, community-based educator. Oh, and you so, and me both. <laughs> yeah, and you so and kind of both. fitting it into this Zoom. But we're doing all right. Um, I think we're doing okay. Good. And we I got guess, this.
0: Yeah, oh, we do. And we I do. guess I would ask you, what? how are you doing?
1: You know, I'm living the dream. Good. I am. You know, we just... I and even the days that I feel like I'm not, I just say that and I have gratitude. I think about the things that I'm so thankful for, and sometimes when it's real bad, I might do that five, four, three, two, one grounding. <laughs> you know, five things I see and four things that I hear, and uh, just get myself back to where I'm at. But I really and when the big picture, I'm living, living the dream here.
0: Good, I love that. Um, and I've always loved that about you. And and I'll kind of get into why I have you on the show is is that. Through all the people that I've worked with in, in my 11 years in teaching and coaching and, um, you know, just interacting for my 34 years of life, I I find it difficult to find somebody that uh, truly, genuinely loves, unconditionally, true agape love, <laughs> like like you do. Um, and so thank you for that, number one.
1: My pleasure, my friend.
0: But also the other thing is uh, when we walk into a room and you and I are working together, um, I just feel like... There's no judgment there. I feel mm. like you uh, respect what what I say and what others have to say. And and I just feel a sense of l- a place of love that that comes from. So mm. uh, not to put you on the spot, but how is it that you do that? How is it that you just are, are are such an unconditionally loving person?
1: Well, you know, I think that the first thing is meeting people where they need to be met. And like you said, not judging. I mean, I don't I don't know what's going on in people's lives or people's minds, and it would be ridiculous of me to assume unless they told me, right? And so I guess, too, I always think that I guess, this is an assumption, actually, that we're all just doing the best that we can with what we have. And so that is something that I kind of thread that I go on with not just my kids, my scholars, my colleagues, my family, you know, and... I don't know. I have a lot of gratitude and love for that, that we, you know, we all just kind of are doing the best that we can. And I don't, I don't judge people. I think it's a really important in that space to not judge because who am, who am I to judge that or, or another person?
0: Yeah. That's, that's uh, some great advice of Mm -hmm. trying to live in a moment. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Trying to come into that moment with gratitude. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, maybe that's where I get that sense of love that you, you seem to give everyone.
1: And you're right. I think, Honestly, it's about being present. And um, I'd say more than just the gratitude and more than just meeting kids where, where they're at, it's the idea of me being present with them. And I'm really with them. And I see them. I see you, right? So that's what attracts you to me is that I'm here with you and I'm present with you. And there's a lot to be said about that. Some people are really distracted and so it can get a little more challenging. It takes a lot of practice to be able to
0: Live in a moment and be in the present. And so,
1: especially with social media and phones and like all that, it's even challenging for me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) um, There is a a new Netflix show out there that um, I watched and I was just like, whoa. Um, yeah. The Social Dilemma. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Um, it blew my mind. I haven't finished it yet, so I'm kind of <clears throat> we'll get, going to get back to it. But, um, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, with everything going on and just how flashy life is and social media and, mm-hmm. and cell phones and technology, which are all fabulous tools. But how do we use them in the way that they were intended? And then yeah. the other part is just still going back to the base of living in a moment, being in the present with the people that you're sharing a space with, mm-hmm. which is also very difficult because we're staying apart, um, you know, with our global pandemic and all those different things. But um, there are definitely ways to uh, still bring that living in the moment, living in the present into whatever you're doing.
1: Yeah. And don't just, um, even if someone has different ideas than you, I see that a lot going on, have some empathy, you know, and respect that person for where they're coming from. It doesn't mean you need to agree with them, but I am, everyday thankful that I get to have my own opinions and my own ideas about things and express them. That's a wonderful thing to, to have. So yeah, at the very least, be grateful that you get to do that. And I love being in a space that I can do that myself. Yeah, it's right, just, right. It's just
0: a good feeling. Um, So before we get too much into it, I want to give you an opportunity uh, to kind of share with the listeners who you are. Who is is Lee Holmes? And, and uh, give us a little bit of background of of where you came from, how you got to the point, and, and what you're up to today.
1: You want to fill us in a little bit? Yeah, well, um, I am fortunate to be an educator along with you, Joe, which is my favorite thing. I also feel very blessed to uh, have known my path for as long as I can remember. I mean, I was preschool age and coming home from preschool and setting up my little teddy bears and teaching them the ABCs. I knew from the giddy-up that I was going to be a teacher in some capacity, and, and then— was that, whether it was a preschool teacher or in middle school, high school, there's always been a thread of teaching for me. You know, believe it or not, I, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. That <laughs> yeah. was what my goal was. And so I went into social sciences, you know, and things. And um, in fact, I always think of myself as the Margaret Mead, who was a famous sociologist uh, of of high school because oh, my, awesome. it is. my job is observing, you know, that's a lot of what I do is just observing and being present. And so I started this, the high school gig, uh, secondary teaching really through the lens of being a history teacher and really saw that a lot of my kids were struggling to read, honestly. <laughs> and uh, And it made me really want to go into how do I teach to all? And so that got me into special education. And then, of course, uh, when looking for, you know, getting another job, found this job in a room at, uh, teaching a program with a, a lot of a huge range of differently abled people. And I had never been in a classroom like that before in my life. Uh, this was like a, about a decade ago. And, and um, I remember walking into that classroom and it was literally like the clouds parted. And I went through this this day, and I'm like, people get paid to do this. Amazing. What <laughs> right. are you talking about? This these this is amazing. I'm like, we get to just have fun and like learn about relationships and like unpack how to be a part of our community. And there was just so much potential. And plus, and I think I'd send this to you before. I mean, in my my work in in general education, uh, I love my students too. But there was a lot of entitlement that was just it was a disease. Right. Yeah. Oh, I felt it. I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one thing that's been an ongoing refreshing kind of attitude about the population of learners and scholars that I work with is that I I don't think I've ever had a student um, in my program be incredibly entitled. Uh, And and I really don't know why, but it's true. They're all just, just lovely, lovely human beings and happy to be, here at school and learn and be a part of their community. And um, it was a really nice change. So here I am. And then I've been here for about six years, six or seven years now. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about what you do now in your current position.
1: Well, I run the Academic Learning Center here um, at Southridge High School. And uh, it's a program for a variety of different learners, uh, but mainly differently abled learners um, that have autism or maybe a learning, uh, like intellectual disability. And, uh, I teach core classes. I get to even teach history, which is really awesome. Uh, and then I'm also kind of a liaison to helping create community in our school. I think, I mean, it's not like an official title, but I think you would agree where I just kind of plug in all these things and kind of Make ever well, make it all, all good. Oh, yeah. You know? well, there's been
0: many a time that you've <laughs> ventured into my office, <laughs> and it turns into a 30-minute, 40-minute conversation yeah. of how we can make something
1: better. Absolutely, and, and you're such a partner with me on that one. Well, and I think that that really stems
0: from uh, the importance of inclusion for us yeah, um, to include all students Absolutely. in what's going on. And so bridging a gap between uh, the students that you teach and work with to, you know, our gin pop here and, mm-hmm. and, and really like, and I love what you said about um, figuring out how to teach to all. Yeah. And I always say like, what's good for a ninth grader is good for anybody, right? That idea of we're all in this together right. and and there's an in- inclusion piece to be inclusive to all and i know that you're very passionate about it because we lose minutes and time and sometimes hours off the clock just mm. brainstorming how we can make our community um in the community of you know the greater area and beyond better yeah uh, so tell me a little bit about that that passion that definitely i know drives both of us
1: with inclusion for me And I think we kind of spoke to this before. It's about meeting people where they need to be met. And I am passionate about inclusion uh, and whatever that looks like. And inclusion, I think, in other districts and other uh, schools might look a little different. Um, Some people believe that inclusion means that that, uh, a person has to... And I'm. In, they have to fit the mold of a typical kid, so they're like, oh, well, they need to go in to every single gen ed class, and they need to be a part of that community. And in my opinion, they're not really meeting that young person where they need to be met. Because what if their community is with like-minded peers too, right? And 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 for, and when I say like-minded, it might mean that that it's they're cognitively similar, right? And so, yeah. and we are doing a disservice by trying to make them, quote unquote, normalized, right? When they, it's okay that they're differently abled. They're okay with it. That's all they know, right? Yeah. And so why not honor it and cherish it and and treat it as if it is a gift? Because yeah. it is a gift, right? We have lots of different people in history that have had these extraordinary gifts. Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, just so many people. If we would have just put them into this fixed mindset of you have to go here, you have to sit in this space, and you have to to follow this path, and that's what school looks like,
0: and that's what success looks like, and that's what success looks like, right? And that's what success is, right? And there you have it,
1: right? Right. And if you don't fit that, sorry, right. uh, And so inclusion for me, really, Joe, is about giving them a typical high school experience that is right for them, and so it is individualized, honestly.
0: Yeah, and and a base. At a base definition, you know, inclusion is valuing of diversity within mm-hmm. human community, right? Yeah. And so to go beyond that and kind of what we've been talking about is that we have to abandon this idea mm-hmm. of, of normal. Right? Yeah. We have to abandon this idea that you have to fit this normal mold in order to
1: be a contributor to community. Because what is normal, Joe? Yeah, what is normal? I, right. And if there is right. such
0: thing, I don't.
1: Think I want to be it, I, right? And normal is just what someone is telling you that is normal. You know, if we were going to other countries, that would be normal would be different. And so we have to kind of take that that same lens and really look onto inclusion in the same way. And and in my mind, it's that it is the diversity is within the individual. That's what creates the diversity. Is that we're looking at all these unique individuals instead of just making it in a homogeneous. I don't need to say that word right, but like that this little pod, yeah. And so just giving opportunity. I think we've talked about this before uh, with this idea of ableism, you know, and and that's a lot of the passion that drives my work is, is through the social justice work of expanding in um, people's understanding of what ableism is. You know, we've said, I've said this to you about um, even a lot of my colleagues when I first started using that term with them, they didn't know what that meant. And it uh, opened my eyes and I was like, well, yeah, these are... People that I respect immensely and they're very educated, and it made me start to recognize that this idea of ableism is really that invisible ism that we don't talk about, and it does, unfortunately, within our community, it does put people that are differently abled in boxes, in a fit, and we we don't expect quote unquote much where we. But that should not be the case at all. And, I, and you've seen it with a lot of our kiddos that come through the ALC are amazing people. 100%. You know, have done some really great things and are really a part, a great part of our community um, and are living independent lives. And every you day know? that
0: I've interacted with them yeah. makes my days better. Yeah, You know, and, and speaking right. to enableism, it's maybe, you know, maybe you would agree with me on this, is that we've built a society... Um, around the idea of normal Mm -hmm. and in doing that we've left a lot of people out absolutely um and we've excluded them um in a way that is really unhealthy for just simply feeling like you belong right true authentic you know for me when we talk about inclusion and including people is that you're providing them with a feeling not Mm -hmm. checking something off your box and saying yeah you're welcome here." you're providing them with a, a a true authentic feeling yeah of belonging and 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 that's a gift that you can give to somebody but if you're not having that in the forefront of your your mission i think that your work in inclusion really isn't that <laughs>
1: right I, but to to feel the sense of belonging on you also have to feel a sense of purpose it's really easy for the typical learner that is going through this pathway of school uh to be shown how to do that right that and then they feel like they have that purpose because they know where they're going um but you know the same idea is you you call a dog by its name long enough they come to it well a lot of my kiddos have been told or made to feel that they have to do this this way, or they can only go so far. Or And you do have to, of course, know your limitations. Like, I'm never going to be a basketball player. Right, um, but you know me neither. Uh, but I coached <laughs> but, it for a couple of years, and darn it,
0: I was a pretty good coach, and I had good. a lot to offer right. to basketball in that way. Even yeah. though my five eight wasn't gonna do it, I was actually pretty good at defense. You know, that's good. Um, I had five fouls, and I used them, and you know, there was a lot of hustle in the court. But you're right, I wasn't a basketball player either. But I think it, when you look at inclusion and the work around inclusion, it's looking beyond typical mm-hmm. ways. That each individual can contribute. Yeah. And I think you do that amazingly.
1: Yeah. Just meet them where they need to be met, yeah, so you know, and get to know who they are and inspire them to, to give them opportunity and purpose. So, you know, we've had a, a lot of young people in particular, one I'm thinking of that has just always wanted to be a leader. And so he's been in your leadership class and, la- and last year he was saying the announcements yeah oh, yeah over you know? the over this the phone in my office yeah. to the entire school to the entire school and and to know where this young person has come from and and how talking in front of other people in that mass way in that big public way and um w- that would have been something very challenging for him in his younger years and see how much he's grown and how he is a leader now I mean, this kid is on fire. Yeah, and that inspires me. He inspires me in the way that he he is going about his life, and it's because we have we haven't slammed any doors in his face. We don't put any barriers in him. We give him opportunity. He says he wants to do something. We give him the opportunity to do it. Yeah, you know, and and that that's really what it's about. And it reminds me of what we teach in leadership. And this Mm -hmm. is this is not.
0: In, in any means handcuffed to education and or being a student, but in the, in the workplace and whatnot, if you're a boss of any organization, a company, or you own your own business, mm-hmm. um, being a good finder. Um, and what that means is is being able to see the good in people, seeing uh, the, the traits and the values that they bring and can contribute to what's going on. Right. And if you are a good seeker and a good finder, you're going to be able to really empower those around you. And like you said, the student that that was doing a school-wide announcement over the intercom. Like a boss, yeah, by when, the way. when they hang up the phone, it's a, a fist pump in the yeah. air and a, just that energy. But the other thing that...
1: And he has purpose.
0: A hundred percent. And the other thing that's so valuable that I don't want to forget to talk about... Is the work on the other side? Is 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 that particular student and other students, the students you work with, the students I work with? They are emerged in the community together. Yes, and that that piece to inclusion is important because that student we're talking about they, is known by all students. Yes, um, or not maybe all, but a lot of them because you <laughs> could possibly because, say all, yeah, except Ms., for the freshmen. Miss <laughs> Holmes does a lot of work, <laughs> and Mr. Traeger does a lot of work <laughs> yeah. too. Um, Integrate everyone yeah. with everybody. Put people in front of people. And so, whether the announcement was the best announcement ever made, the announcement came from that student. Other students knew who they were, and mm-hmm. then it came into a realization of, "That's who we are. We are right. inclusive. We are. We come together. We. Everyone has a seat at the table. Everybody has a seat. And that's a true statement, my friend. So, a, a little bit further on, you know, I think about just all the work that we. <clears throat> Could be doing and get to do, and the work that we'll do in the future. What is your vision going forward? what What do you wish? What do you hope for inclusive work, not only in education but in society? Where do we go
1: from here? Well, you know, in looking where my my kids go, my <clears throat> my students go, I see a lot of, and this is sad to say, but there's a a, a disproportionate amount of people that are differently abled that have depression and um are not well and uh a lot of in my in my opinion I think a lot of that has to do with them being not as included in their community or not having that purpose whether some people find that purpose through a job through you know vocationally and some people find that per- purpose through family or friends in their community uh and I feel that we as a, a Community have done a real disservice for people as they start to become an adult. And what I'd like to see is the same kind of mirroring that we have here in our school, where they there is options and opportunities for them to be a part of something that gives them purpose. Um, We have something called vocational rehabilitation that helps a lot of my kids get connected with jobs. And so continuing that work and normalizing that work, you know, for you know some of my students, they may not be able to withstand an eight hour day. And that's real. It has to do with where they're at physically or where they're at cognitively. But that doesn't mean that they're not, they don't have worth. They're amazing. And if you think about some little things that you can do in your job, like if you're in a business and you need someone to do mail, like to do a little in, in-house in mail system or um, shredding or alphabetizing or greeting or, or anything. I mean, you just think of something and you could give someone a purpose for two hours a day, Monday through Friday. By By kind of looking through what you can do and and for me, my job is my purpose, so that's kind of why I was focused on that and also creating community events um, that are more inclusive. we don't we yeah. have that here in in a high school setting, but then when the kids kind of go out, what does that look like in some communities, I mean there's a lot of really great communities in Portland that have it down. And you're like yeah, where they they continue to host. Uh, dances and they host basketball clubs that are really more unified. So it's not just people that are differently abled, it's more of a, un- it's everyone, right? So this is this is that real idea of inclusion. And you don't find uh, just means that. So it's just all about being balanced and having lots of different types of people in there, right? So that's where I see the future going within our community. And school here, I think that we still need to just keep our ears out, our ears open and our eyes open and uh, continue to expand our hearts and plug it in. And that's what I was saying I did before is part of my work is educating not just my kids, but our colleagues and uh, being a vehicle for change. And I've never met a person where I kind of just start to talk about, uh, you know, ableism or how we can make a difference no one's ever said oh that sucks they're all yeah, like right. you know everybody says oh well i've never thought about it that way or yeah absolutely yeah and i think you know? Of,
0: yeah, i think one of the biggest hurdles to get over is um a lot of people who have never interacted with people with uh, of different abilities and whatnot is there's a you know that fear of the unknown of yeah. oh, i don't i don't really know will i do it right will i will i be helpful um how? And, you know, for me growing up, it's like, you know, the Traeger family and, and, and my dad and his siblings and grandma and grandpa Traeger, we always looked to Aunt Kim. I mean, she was nonverbal. She had Rett syndrome, nonverbal, couldn't feed herself, couldn't walk. Her eyes were the window to her soul, right? Mm, yeah. And she gave a gift to our family. That shined a whole light on our purpose and our, our, our drive and what, what we did, how we did it, and why we did it the way we did it. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I go off to college. I get involved in Special Olympics. I mm-hmm. um, work for a youth program at Oregon State. And, you know, we have kids with autism and um, Asperger's or whatever it might be. But there was always that want for me because I've experienced the importance of being involved and, and, and bringing everybody to to do the work mm-hmm. and, and, and be together and do those things. So I, I don't know. Do you have any advice for anybody that's just never stepped into that realm and or had that opportunity? And how do you get over that, that fear of the unknown or the will I do it right or will I screw this up? What would you say to
1: that? Yeah, just do it. It's like Nike says. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, you can't screw it up when you're just being genuine with someone. Yeah. Don't overthink it. I love that. Yeah, don't overthink it. Just, you know. Say hi. Don't be overthink like, it. Yeah. Be genuine. Yeah. Know that it's it's worth it. Yeah, and it is worth it. Everybody deserves it. Everybody
0: is deserving of love.
1: They are. And I mean, people feel nervous. Everybody does. That's not just a and that's okay. Yeah. And that's I think a, yeah. one of the
0: main drivers of all this is is one's ability to use empathy as as a tool. To have empathy in our life, to be somebody that is empathetic. And so um there's some things that I cover. Uh, within my leadership program and or um, in other realms too but kind of six steps of using and and being a highly effective empathetic person yeah right so i want to cover those with you i love it will you will you will you entertain me every day okay number one cultivate curiosity about strangers Mm. right who are you what's your story yeah what makes you tick what's your passion what do you like you know, the golden rule, treat those as you want to be treated. That's so selfish. Let's treat those as they want to be treated. Right? So a little a- a- a amendment
1: right there to the golden rule, but, but get to know somebody. You have to know them in order to know how they want to be treated, though. Right. You have to be present. Yeah. You have, to pay. you have to be a Margaret Mead. Challenge
0: prejudices and discover commonalities. So I think one of the biggest tickets to empathy is is really trying to get to know somebody, but also... Not look at where you're different. Like you said earlier, you mm-hmm. know, everyone has so many differences and da-da-da-da-da. Let's look at where we're our common ground is and mm-hmm. how we are alike. And I love, you know, David Flood is one of my favorite uh, speakers. He talks about looking on the inside and uh, trying to see yourself
1: in somebody. And that that's a big ticket to empathy. Everything is there. I think, <laughs> you know, being empathetic is... An important part of life, and it's a port of it's an important part of what we do. I mean, I'm thinking about my own space of education, and I don't think that I could do what I do if I didn't have empathy.
0: Yeah. Uh, number three is uh, try another person's life, step into their shoes. Yeah, perspective. Yeah, you got to have perspective. How are you going to gain perspective without being curious? Yeah, without listen. asking questions. Yeah. Uh without getting over you know the fear and the unknown. Take that courageous step into really putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Um, I love that. Number four, listen hard and open up. I think a lot of people need to be better listeners, mm. right? Are we listening truly? Or when somebody's talking, are you the one that's thinking about what you're going to say next while right. they're still talking? That's not truly listening. So I like that. Like, not just listen, listen hard.
1: right Right. but then also be compassionate with yourself joe because sometimes we're distracted in our brains you know and so when you find yourself not being present just say all right that's cool i'm going to be present now and then you start then because especially in this day and age (laughs) we are so distracted all the time oh yeah (laughs) and so just acknowledging that and recognizing and uh you know when you notice yourself not paying attention say all right bring it back Let's bring it back to this. I got to be I got to listen hard now. All right, here I am. Number 5, inspire action and social
0: change. In my realm, you do that with courage. Mm. When somebody sees somebody else doing something courageous, it's contagious. You know, one stepping in and doing the work, one stepping in and and trying it that almost gives permission to everyone else to do it as well. And so mm-hmm. we got to bring you know that that what we know is very inspirational. We got to bring courage into it. Yeah. You know, and that's why courage is is definitely one of my primaries in, in capture it the podcast. So is uniqueness. So is empathy. So is perspective. You know, there's a reason mm. you're you're sitting with me on the on this podcast episode, is that these things are so important. And then number six, and I think you do this really well. And this is where I think we have the most fun working together, <laughs> is that you have got to develop in ambitious imagination <laughs> yeah. how in the world are we going to pull this off and do this you got to think outside the box mm-hmm. and have a little bit of imagination that but that that ambitious one of like we might fall flat on our face
1: doing this but darn it we tried right I because mean, failure is the first attempt at learning my friend and you know it really does take a village so that and that ambitious nature is a team effort in here let's just say that's the truth
0: the other thing that i wanted to talk about um serving and working for those of different abilities where does that and you've probably talked about it already but where does that love that drive that passion come from i guess what has been the proof in the pudding for you
1: well i think my drive for what i do is I think I've always been a change agent, you know, wanting to be a part of of social change. And like I had mentioned before, going into the school system, I think there is a lot of people that talk about, you know, racism and and, um, that subject is absolutely so important and really relevant to the work today and making sure that we have equitable teaching practices and communities. But something I did not hear anyone talking about, even at all. Was how we were going to create equitable education for our, you know, all different types of learners. Yeah. Um. And, and so that was re- that's really and continues to be the passion that I have. And also, I'm a true believer in being a part and and uh, bettering the community that I live. I'm a oh, I'm Beaverton. I grew up down the street from here, and this is my community through and through. So I I'm here at, at Southridge because I want to be a part of my community and better it. And uh, I felt like It was with work with differently able people with my my little crew. They're pretty awesome. And yes, the proof is in the pudding, Joe. I think we see, and it happens every time I see my seniors. And you know my seniors every time they've come through. And it's like when they become a senior, they own the place. Oh, yeah. Right? And they are just all over. Um, They are just so integrated and woven into everything. And they're a part, they're just a typical high school student. And that's really when I, I know I've done a good job when they're just a typical high school student. They're taking all sorts of different classes. They're a part of all these different things and programs and doing all, all you know, going to dances and just live in the dream, you know, live their dream. Uh, you know, because a lot of times when I get them as freshmen, they don't even want to have anything. They're just you know, like school I hide from school, you know, and then when they, you know, it takes a, it takes some time, It takes some love. It takes a community. It takes them opportunity and purpose. Look at them; they're amazing, all of them. Every and every time, I always am awestruck by that, and I think, okay, we're doing something right here. Yeah, you know, we're doing something right, and that that has been consistent over the decade I've been doing this, and I see communities in Portland here and in Beaverton where they're still talking to each other. They're still around each other. They're still a part of something bigger than themselves. They're they're working there. Some of them have families, you know, got married, you know, all the things. And that makes my heart so happy, Joe, because that means I did it. I did it right. I did him right. I did a solid. Yeah. And you you helped him
0: find that meaning, that purpose, that drive, which we're all deserving of. and Um, We're all worthy of it. That's right. And I love that you talk about the gift that, that we all can give. We all have a gift that we can give. And we can learn from people that are different than us. And yeah. uh, the truth is we're, we're, we're all very different from each other. That's just, that's just the truth that I live anyways, Yeah, is that we're all very different. And the, the other part is how valuable it is to get to know somebody and understand mm-hmm. somebody because it's really hard to treat somebody wrong when you know who they are and what their story is yeah the proof is in the pudding and the proof for me has been when i've created opportunities for students to engage and they get over that 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 hurdle yeah. of uh, uh, i'm unsure i i don't understand right. i i'm scared um there's some unknown here but as soon as they're over that hurdle you see the world light up you do and
1: and you see uh just i A beautiful thing happened. You can't even know something that people don't talk about too much is that sometimes learning can be uncomfortable, Joe. So I see that a lot with my kiddos when I'm expanding them out. And you see that too, where it's just like you said, it's kind of, it's tough. It's uncomfortable. Uh, But that's how we grow. And there's a lot of fixed mindset with kiddos that are in a specialized program that you just have to keep them in this one little space and they can't. Oh, we just got to keep them here. Yeah. And if you're not uncomfortable, if you're not, like you said, pushing yourself out and creating opportunity, then how are you going to learn? Because I know they don't want to sit around and talk to me all day. I mean, they do love me, but like <laughs> yeah. I didn't they need to be out and about. All right. Well, and that fixed mindset versus yeah. that growth mindset. Of- right. Give yourself
0: permission to, to go fall flat on your face and learn something. Yeah, and uh, know right. that you're going to grow for it.
1: And right. I model that with my kids all the time. I, I <laughs> and so they see me mess up, and then I'm like, "Oh, oh I got to do that again. Let's just yeah. figure it out." So I love sharing with my students when I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I screwed right. This
0: up, we're going to have to read. Uh, yep, we're going to have to look at this differently, um, huh. or just accept a challenge in some unknown territory as an awesome opportunity and a challenge in life to go see what we're made of. Right. Um and that's huge. That's important. Miss Holmes, Lee, thank you so much for being on this show. Um, we always end the show uh with a moment of gratitude. Um the R in capture it stands for recognition. Mm. So I always ask the question to my guests, who or what in your life is worthy of some recognition? And then I give you the opportunity to tell them, to say something about it. So, um who or what in your life, Miss Holmes, is worthy of recognition
1: i'm gonna say you joe really i i am actually well thank you Uh, you know you have been doing this campaign about we got this and you got this and i got this and i have to say that i love it it is all what I've, i've been embodying it and i even end my lessons with it i say it all the time i end my emails with it and uh, I agree. It made me. It makes me feel like we're a team, and we that we got this right. I got this, because this is a hard time right now, Joe. Yeah. And your leadership and what you're doing, really makes a difference. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, who or what in my life is worthy
0: of some recognition? I just I'm, I've been thinking about. Uh, you know, I ask myself that question daily, but um, the last couple of days is it's just been. You know, with, with Oregon being on fire, and it's kind of calmed down a little bit, which mm-hmm. is great, but um, people have lost their homes, their permanent homes, and um, the town that I live in was uh, in a horrible, horrible air quality, and we had to leave and take our newborn out, but I can't tell you how many friends, family, reached out to me and my wife and said, are you guys okay? Um, do you need anything? Um, do you need to stay at our house? do you need, you know, whatever it might be. And, and we were okay. We got out of town and got our baby into some, you know, the best air quality we could find, but, um, just, uh, those people, uh, I, a huge amount of recognition for them. Um, just so thank you uh, to everyone that offered any help for me and my wife and our baby and the rest of the world too, that, um, you know, I'm just feeling for those, those people in Oregon that are, uh, that lost everything, um, and had to get out very quickly as, um, as those fires burnt. Um, so that's kind of where I've been thinking about it. So Miss Holmes, thank you so much again for being on the show. Yeah, thank um, you. Listeners. Yeah. We would love for you to think about what you heard today and see what you might have captured, right? The goal is to take a few things away and implement that into your life and, and see how you might, Become that better version of yourself. If you do not follow Capture It, the podcast on Instagram, you can find uh, captureit.joe as the handle. Hit that follow button. Also, any podcast provider, wherever you listen to your podcast, go hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. We will see you around the corner. And we should always be working in time to capture it. You take care, listeners. Lee, thanks for being here.